Do you think that classical music is not for you and you don't know where to start? Or maybe you're a fan already and would welcome a fresh approach. You've come to the right place. Perfect pitch is for everyone, beginners or experts, whatever your age. Lend Nick Healy Hutchinson your ears for his weekly dose of classical music that will enrich your life. You may remember from an earlier podcast that we listened to the touching duet of Hansel and Gretel from Engelbert Humperdinck's opera of the same name. It's really the only piece for which he's known nowadays, but it was a tremendous success when Richard Strauss conducted its opening night in 1893. So despite being something of a one-hit wonder, it manages to hold its own in the operatic repertoire today, and was actually the first opera to be televised by the Royal Opera House Covent Garden. So his legacy is a small but significant one. And if the rest of his music has gone into abeyance, at least his name enjoyed something of a revival in the 1960s, when the singer Arnold Dulcey decided to change his name for marketing purposes to Engelbert Humperdinck, the strategy which helped him to sell over 140 million records. We're going to start today with the overture to the opera. It opens with that lovely theme of the duet, but gradually unfolds into something more sprightly and richer in orchestration, with references to the darker forces in the fairy tale, as well as the happy ones, where you can definitely see influences of Weber and Wagner at hand. Anyway, I hope you'll agree that it's a charming piece, here played by the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra, conducted by George Scholte.
What we enjoy or otherwise in music is, of course, a matter of personal taste. But I've never really understood the Brahms dissenters. I know that his music can be a bit moody at times, but I still don't get why some people are so dismissive of him. Benjamin Britten is supposed to have said that he plays through the whole of Brahms at intervals to see whether he's really as bad as he thought, and ends up discovering that he's actually much worse. Well, if you fall into that category, we're going to have to differ, and you might just want to skip the next five minutes. But if you do, you're going to miss out on one of the most delightful of all piano miniatures. Brahms wrote three intermezzos in 1892, which he described as three lullabies to my sorrow. This first one is a very touching melody, oozing with nostalgia, with a slightly darker middle section. But it's hard to see how anyone could have an objection to this, especially when played by one of the great Brahms experts, Radu Lupu.
You'll have noticed by now that I don't often comment after a piece of music. I just leave it to you. But I rest my case does seem appropriate after that. Elgar, I'm sure, would be the first anyone would mention if asked to name a British composer. And yet, I don't think his music can be in any way characterised as quintessentially British, as can, for example, the music of Vaughan Williams, Walton, Delius, Butterworth and others. Elgar now has his place firmly established in classical music, but the extent to which his music can be classed as British is only really down to the fact that he was the first British composer of any note, forgive the pun, but it's actually rather apt in this case, since Henry Purcell. That's not to categorise him as a nostalgic composer, but his affiliations were much more in line with some of his continental European contemporaries or near-contemporaries, especially with the likes of the composer we've just heard, Brahms. Elgar has his rightful place, but I would argue that his music marked more of a culmination of the melodic romantic period than it does in any way pave a new path. And here's a perfect example. His introduction and allegro for strings, written in 1905 to celebrate the founding of the London Symphony Orchestra. It's a complex piece of music written quite deliberately to demonstrate the skills of the different string sections of the orchestra and as good a showcase for polyphony as you will find. Polyphony is the term given to a passage of music which either involves several themes going on at once, as happens here, or one theme explored by different parts, which also happens here in what Elgar describes as a devil of a fugue, where one part introduces a theme which is then picked up by another. Apparently, the principal tune came to Elgar on hearing it sung in the Welsh hills. Anyway, it's a lovely piece, sometimes sensitive, other times apparently in conflict, but the whole is a mini symphonic tour de force. Elgar's introduction and allegro for strings is played here by the Philharmonia Orchestra, conducted by Pinkas Sokoman.
it for now. Thank you for listening to Perfect Pitch with Nick Healy Hutchinson. He'll be back again next week with some more treasures for you, so please do join him then. And you can subscribe to this podcast by clicking on the link below. Thank you.